Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Full Plate, Full Cup. We're startup leaders turned executive coaches who believe that you deserve to be wildly successful and wildly happy. We interview trailblazing entrepreneurs, business leaders, and creatives so you can peek behind the curtain of how they got where they are today and start carving your own path towards success. Each episode shares personal stories as well as actionable takeaways that you can apply to begin living a more joyful and fulfilling life. Join us to learn how to scale your business, harness your power, and fill your cup. If you like what you hear, subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Thanks for listening. Well, Kira, we are so stoked, had to, had to, to <laughs> on the Full Plate Full Cup podcast today. I personally have been a fan of yours for a long time. Your workouts have totally transformed my two herniated discs in my back. It's literally the only workout program I found that makes me feel good. I haven't had back pain since I started doing you two years ago. I recommend yes. it to my clients. I had a client start with you yesterday. And so I know like the, the love is real. And so it's such an honor to have you on here today, especially as someone who we think is really the top of the fitness industry. And we know that taking care of yourself is so important in mm-hmm. what we talk about a lot, which is success in your career and success in life, right? You can't have those yeah. things. If you don't feel good along the way. Yeah. So I'm going to read an intro, although you need no intro, and then we'll dive in. Kara Stokes is a highly experienced health and wellness expert based in New York City. With over 28 years in the fitness industry, she specializes in personal training and group fitness coaching. Her renowned Stoked Method training system, backed by science, and her meticulous focus on form have garnered her devoted global following of over half a million across social media platforms. Kira's expertise has been featured in publications such as Vogue, Shape, Women's Health, Wall Street Journal, and the New York Times. She holds multiple certifications, including NASM CPT. In 2019, Kara expanded her business globally with the launch of her fitness app, <laughs> the Kara Stokes Fit app. The KS Fit app offers fitness enthusiasts worldwide instant access to her award-winning Stoked Method, providing over 300 challenging workouts. The KS Fit app has been recognized as the best app by a personal trainer by Business Insider. Kara also markets her own product line, which includes a diverse range of portable, aesthetically pleasing fitness equipment and apparel. And if you are watching this video, you can see Kara is wearing her signature Kara green. So Kara, and of course we're matching. It's so unintentional, <laughs> but I'm into it. Was not intentional. <laughs> I mean, it's so me. It's a shade of Kara green. We're trying to like ex- expand the Kara green line into, you know, the various shades of green. So had to wear it. I love it. Well, we're so happy to have you here today. You know that I swear by the Stoked Method. So you've been at this for 28 years. And for anyone who's done the Stoked Method or who follows you on Instagram or who's read any of your numerous articles, your expertise is apparent. Um, But I know that you started out in college with your doormates getting the moving, (laughs) eventually bartending at night so you could apprentice under a trainer during the day. This success that we see did not happen overnight. And I know that before we started recording, we were talking about how important it is to tell that story. So what did those early years look like way before you had your app and celebrity clients and all that jazz? Yeah, so... 
I mean, this could this could take us three hours right here talking about from the beginning, but I'll try to I'll try to condense it as much as possible. Um, you know, I went to Boston College, and as you said, like my first really parlay into coaching others was kind of not almost by mistake with my my doormates who I would before we'd go out and I'd be like, let's, you know, let's do Tammy Lee Webb butt blasters. And I put the video in and I'd be like, I don't know, people might be watching this, but I'm like, who is this woman? But she like, she was one of the originals, like Denise Austin. And there were, there were Giad, a number of them that I would just gather everybody in the common area and we'd start to do some like fine tuning glute work or some ab work. But um, that's when I really started to realize that I loved just the feeling of helping others, the feeling of helping others to really understand their body and connect with their body. And again, that was rather unintentional, but it caused me to uh, really start to get interested in personal training and in coaching. So uh, having been an athlete my whole life, it was kind of a natural, like I clearly was a, a lover of movement. Like I was a mover from the time I was born before I could walk, right? Like that was very apparent to my parents. So at Boston College, I had I actually started working the front desk at a gym to get a membership because my parents were like, we're paying for your schooling. We're not going to pay for an extra gym. You nice got a gym on campus. Yeah. yeah, like they, my parents were very like, they did it right, I will say like instilled the best values in me possible in every way. And it was like, okay, if I want the gym membership, I've got to work there. And wasn't a trainer yet, obviously had no certification, no qualification to work anything other than the front desk. So I started doing that in college just to kind of, you know, see what went on in a gym and see if I liked it. And um, truth be told, like every break I had from the front desk, I was like out on the gym floor, just watching and like, you know, clearly loved working out, but kind of more watching what the trainers were doing. And I was really fortunate to be working in a gym that was also connected to a physical therapy clinic. And there happened to be um, one particular physical therapist who was also a strength and conditioning coach, trainer, Tim Brewster, who I just immediately connected with how he, his energy around people, how he put movement together. I could feel that people just fed off his energy. And I started to ask him if I could follow him around. Like in every break I took, I'm like, can I come in the physical therapy clinic and kind of just see what you're doing with people? Because he was the first trainer I ever saw or physical therapist I ever saw bridge the gap between physical therapy and training, which is sometimes hard to do. There are really a lot of incredible physical therapists out there, but they don't always translate into fantastic trainers. Like it's really two different skill sets, but he was able to do both. And so I learned so much from, he became my mentor. He became someone that really shaped the importance of teaching, not just telling. The importance of letting people understand in a way that makes sense to them what muscles they're engaging and why. And explaining movement, not just going through movement. And Tim combined with all the other incredible, like I saw, but there were some really great trainers there, but there were also incredible group fitness coaches in this one particular space. and. Um, you know, the, the gym at the time was called the squash club, which was, sounds weird, right? It's like, <laughs> she works in a squash club. It was like a, the gym in Boston at the time. And they, that became in time, Boston sports club. So oh. Boston sports club bought the squash club. But at the time in Boston, the squash club was the place. And I can say this with full authority that anybody who became anybody in the fitness world was teaching at the squash club at that time. It wasn't New York city. 
Mm. It was Boston. Wow. It was Sherry Catlin names that, you know, maybe some people watching this know, but Sherry Catlin, Shelly Lambord, Calvin Wiley. Like there are so many Calvins in New York City now. Calvin is now, I think he's, he's got to be like, oh my goodness, 58 years old, 60 maybe. But I used to watch them teach. And this was back when like step aerobics was the thing and, you know, dating myself, but I am 48. So let's call it what it is. Um, and I would watch their classes and especially Calvin and people would be doing it in the hallway. There'd be 80 people in the class, people doing it in the hallway. And I remember just saying to him, like, how did this happen? Like, how did you get this kind of following? And you're so magnetic with people. I was soaking in as much information as I possibly could. And what Calvin said, and he, to this day, he like laughs when I tell him this and it's like, <laughs> he wasn't wrong. But I said to him one day, I said, how did you, these women, like they fawn over, you know, it was, it was like, they just wanted everything. These And men, there were men in his class too. And I said, how did you get this following? And he looked at me and he said, honey, grow a penis. And I, (laughs) that's what my face, like, I was like, and he was basically saying like, it's not going to be as easy for you because I've got women who, women who don't see me as competition Mm-hmm. was gay like he was gay you know so he was every woman's best friend he was he's, he's gay so mm-hmm. he was like the women don't find me their competition the men don't really want to be me like they find me entertaining but they don't you know necessarily want to be doing what I'm doing but it's going to be hard for you because wow. you're super fit I was always really fit like people always want the backstory of like transformation photos there's no transformation photos for me like truth be told like that's one thing what I think one thing that makes me so unique is like, this is consistency. This is a product of consistency. This isn't like, show me the before and after this was like, from the day I was born, I was meant to do this. Like, and I have stayed totally consistent throughout my entire career. So like, there are no before and afters, what you see is what you get, whether I was 20, 30 or 40. Right. So clearly that's a a testament to the method. Right. But when he said that backtracking, it almost fueled my fire more. Like, as I say, it stoked the fire within. Cause I was like, well, I kind of get what you're saying, but also like, that's not fair. Like, mm-hmm. I think I can do what, what you're doing. And I think I can like have both men and women in my classes and have them like, I don't want to be their competition. I want to be like, I want to be their coach. I don't want to be their competition. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for them to see me that way. So, but that stuck with, I mean, that was a quote that really, honestly, like as as crazy as it is, like grow penis, it made me like, it did like stick in my head. Like he's like, I can, I could do this too, you know? And back then that was 1996. Fitness was not a career. It was a hobby back then. It was a, um, for most people, like when I told my parents, when I graduated college that I was going to go. I was going to be a trainer. I was going to work in a gym. They were like, like most parents would be at that time. You're going to do what? Like, we just sent you to Boston college. Like, why did you need to go like work in a gym? No offense, but like, you could do that at any point. You could have done it when you're 15. And I, it was like, but I'm going to make a career out of this. And they were kind of like, Hmm, that's not very traditional. Like, what do you mean a career? And they weren't wrong because the first I would say from when I was 22 to, I think I stopped when I was 30, 29 or 30, 
I bartended on the side to make my rent. It wasn't the training. Mm. I wasn't making, I was, I don't even know what minimum wage was back then, but that's what you were making as a trainer. I couldn't live in Boston on my own just doing that. I was making more in a night bartending than I was in a week of, of training. So, um, you know, and at that time when I first started, as you had said earlier, I, um, I spent a whole year following Tim around, not making any money, essentially doing an internship because my belief in back then, like people get paid for internships now, but back then, like all my friends that went to college, right. That were at Boston college, they were doing internships over the summer and they weren't making any money. So I was like, well, if I want to be in fitness, I should really do the same thing. Right. And I should just ask if I like kind of an unofficial internship. And that's what I did until he, Tim felt comfortable that I was going to actually touch a human. You're dealing with people's bodies. Like it's no small thing. Right. So I, I wasn't confident to work with someone's body directly until, you know, six months to a year after working with him privately on the side to learn. And then I really, I think that time, and I'm not saying, I know it's challenging to do, to do an internship where you're not getting paid, but I think my advice is like, you have to be willing to take a hit, right? And and prepare yourself for the fact that you are not going to, you know, be overflowing. <laughs> you're going to be making like the bare minimum you can, but you're going to, but what you're gaining, like in what I would say, like your fitness bank, like your knowledge bank is you can't put a price on that. So that's going to pay off in the end. But in the beginning, like you, you're just not going to make, I just had this conversation the other day with someone, actually a, an owner of a studio who's having a lot of trouble finding trainers that are willing to work and not, you know, make a crazy amount of money to start. And I was like, it's a challenge. You you have to really not warn people, but say like, look, if you, you have to be prepared and be willing to put the time in and not, um, not see the payoff right away, but the yeah. payoff in the end, like years down the road will be so great. And I think what we're lacking in this world right now is patience, right? Like (laughs) it's like pain so many ways, but patience with yourself, your expectations are very different. And I, you know, there's so much I love about social media, but I also think that that has created a very like, listen, people's attention span there with their average watch time on my video. When I see it is like eight seconds. I'm like, you can't last more than eight seconds when I'm giving you like a full minute of education with every post. <laughs> that you put a lot of thought into, right? Yeah. And I put a lot of thought into like my posts are kind of like, it's, if you think about how long they are and how long the captions are, it like really dates back to like, you know, the time put in on everything. Like it's, it's quality time, right? So you have to be willing to put quality time in and find, and yeah, you, you may have to work till two o'clock in the morning, which is what I did bartending. And then I would go directly from the bar. I mean, it was so weird. Like, right. I'm feeding people drinks. And then the next day I'm trying to make them healthy. It was like, it was like, could you have more of a, like, not quite balanced in, in what I was doing, but I was going straight from the bar to sleeping on the PT table in the gym. because I didn't have time to go home before my first client. I'd have an hour to sleep. I'd throw myself in the shower. So I didn't, at that time you could still smoke in bars. So there's like smoke everywhere as I'm bartending. Yeah. We're going way back. Smoking was still allowed in a bar. And I was like, I can't show up for a client like this, you know? And I'm like in the shower at four 30 to make a 5am client and then work till nine o'clock at night straight. So 
I feel like everybody expects this to happen so quickly now. And it's like, there were a good, I did that for about, um, let's see, since I was from 22 until I was 31 working yeah. that kind of hours. And then around 20, 29 is when I first realized like, oh, I can take clients outside the gym. It doesn't just have to be in the gym. Like you need to, I was like, outside these four walls, there is life, you know, like I can go to someone's house and train them in their house, yeah. but you have, you have to like, I say to everybody work in a big box gym, like you have to work in a big box gym to kind of see how things are run and how the different energy is. And like, I think people poo poo that now and go like, Oh, you work, you know, for this gym. And what it's like, you, you actually should do that to start. And that's true in any industry, right? Whether it's fitness or finance or, you know, whatever it is that you want to work in. You have your yeah. dues, right? Whether it's an unpaid internship, whether it's an entry-level job, whether it's two jobs, right? I think this is the stuff that people need to hear because, you know, what's sold on Instagram now is like, I went from zero to seven figures in six months. Watch my video and you can do it too. And it's like, no, 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 no. No. It's not only fans, but that's not what we're talking about here. Right. 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 I mean, when I see that on someone's profile on Instagram, I went to seven figures and what I'm like, oh gosh, like yeah. I unfollow. Like I'm just like you. I'm like, it's a but it's true. It's like I think we all need to dial back a bit. And again, like you can't become a rise to the top, like a slow and steady rise to the top gives you you will have longevity. Mm-hmm. If you go from zero to a hundred without that whole space in between is when you're gaining insurmountable knowledge. The knowledge that you should be gaining slow and steady over time allows you to maintain up because people will say to me often, like, how do you stay at the top of your game for so long? And I was like, it was all this time down here. It was all this time down here, like building brick by brick by brick by brick that had made like the solid foundation for the house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you don't have the solid foundation for your house, what's going to happen? It's going to freaking crumble. Someone build you a house in two months. I'd be like, is that pot? Like, yeah, yeah. like that's a red flag to me. That's like, well, wh- what's underneath there, right? Yeah. So yeah. when you see someone and you say, oh, or you hear like, oh, wow, they had such a great sudden rise to the top. I'm like, hmm, yeah. is there a not like that? I question that, you know? And so I think it needs to be appreciated when you actually put, that time in it's like it's like someone at you know uh in any profession like i look at my husband's job and it's like and you know he's gary has had an incredible career right but he he always says to me he goes you know when someone says and it's very true when someone will come up to me and say how did you get to where you are today like i want to do what you do and it'll typically be someone like late 20s or whatever and i always like i'm happy to mentor but when they say like when the first question is how did you get your celeb i want a celebrity client like how did you get and i'm like mm not the first question you should be asking me. You should be asking me how I hone my method. And then there's the people that are like, I don't understand how you got, how you got this or got that. And I'm like, that's like going up to a CEO of a company when you're 25 and you get the job there and you say to them, but why don't I have your job? Like, I don't understand. I was just hired a month ago. Why, why am I not the CEO now? It's like, are you freaking kidding me? So I feel like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, and it's true in an industry, but especially true in fitness these days. And it is because of, you know, the, the access that people have to trainers on Instagram and the different, you know, you listen, there's so many positive things. And I'm so grateful to social media for so many reasons. But what I always say is like, do your due diligence. Like if you find an account that you like, Google, Google the person, 
do your research on them and re- and make sure that the person you're taking your advice from like learn their story, right? Like learn their story because typically like if you can't find anything on that person anywhere, like they might just be that Instagram sensation. That might be all that they're, you know, Applied. responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of sort of your, uh, your path and all the work that you put in, what was sort mm-hmm. of the catalyst that made you say, okay, now is time to go from group training, one-on-one training, and I'm going to launch my app. What was the kind of yeah. light bulb moment for you? So I reached a point at this point, like I moved to, to New York 15 years ago. So, um, and I was very reluctant to do so. I was very happy in Boston. I had an incredible clientele, but Gary, we were engaged and he took a job uh, at the USTA in New York. And he was, he will, I will say he was very much like, you've outgrown this place. Like you big fish, small pond. That's great. And I am very much a creature of habit. So I was like, but I love it. Like, this is awesome. Like I can just glide along forever. And he was like, you got to grow. Like you got to get to New York. You got to show what you can show. You can do it there too. Right. If you can do it there, you can do anywhere. And he was right. But what happened was at this point, I was working at BFX studio in New York city. And at that point I moved from a big box gym to a small studio. There'd been a lot of like work in between all of that. And I had, I was approached to, to open my own studio with a business partner. And at that point in my career, everybody was saying to me, and this was, that was actually five years ago. Everyone was saying to me, like, your next step is to open a brick and mortar studio. Like why, you know, I've done basically what I was the celebrity trainer brand for BFX studio. So I wasn't on their staff, but I was like, I was trained on my clients there. I taught all my classes there. So the next step really seemed natural progression to open brick and mortar. And I actually signed a LOI, a letter of intent with the location and everything. Okay. Big step. And after signing that, I was waking up in the middle of the night, like sweating, like, and I, I'm a good sleeper. I sleep really well. And, and my husband looked at me and he said, you really need to sit with this. Like you should be excited and you seem wildly nervous and stressed about this. And it hasn't even started. Like you just said that you haven't even started with the, like finding the trainers, teach them your method, all of these things. Like you really need to take some time and figure out if this is really what you want to do. And so where I find my inspiration is near the water. Like we live near the water. It is partially responsible for cure green color because the, of the different greens and blues that you find in the water, right? Like I always look to the ocean for inspiration. And I went to the water by our house and for like two days I would run there and I would sit for no joke, like 45 minutes. And I would just sit and look at the water and just try to think like, did this feel right? Like really sit with what this meant and the path and the road and the the journey of opening a brick and mortar studio. And I realized that like, it's what everybody else was telling me I should be doing, but it wasn't what I truly believed was my next chapter. And I think I had a number of things. Like, I just felt like I couldn't impact as many people like brick and mortar in New York. Awesome. I'm like, do I really, do I want to live in New York forever? Do, do I want to be stuck again in four walls? Like we travel a lot, but this meant like you're in a spot for a good few years. You're not really going anywhere. You're sticking to that studio. And I also have a real, um, and I, again, very self-aware 
I know that I'm not good at delegating to other people. Like if it's, I'm always, I'm the type that if it's going to get done right, I'm going to do it myself. You can't be that way when you're like, it's really hard to, to have a studio and not delegate, right? So things that I knew I needed to work on myself, I was like, I don't, this doesn't feel right to me. And at the time I was training, I had a client, his name is Brendan Fallis oh. uh, and Hannah Brofman. So I was training Brendan and Hannah, a wonderful couple. And Brendan used to like see all the emails and the, you know, all these things coming in. And he was like, you, he owns a management company. I was like, you can't handle. Yeah. So he was like, let me, I want to manage you. He's like, I believe in you. I believe in your method. Like I believe in your passion. Let me manage the business side of things for you. And so he and I taught, we, you know, he knew I was going to open brick and mortar. And he was like, maybe do an app and typical. And this is a lesson to everyone. Typical me was like, I can't see everybody and I can't touch everybody. Like what if, Oh, how does that just happen? I think you're okay you're now. Good. Is that all right? Yeah. It's on do not disturb. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't, don't mind the phone call. Um, where was I in this conversation? Uh, you said you can't see everybody. You can't touch everybody. Oh yeah. My greatest fear was like, what if someone's doing something incorrectly? Like I, I'm going to put this out there. How am I assured that someone's going to be doing it? And in that moment, I realized like perfection is the enemy of progress mm. and perfection is the enemy of done. As they say, if I like was waiting for everything to be perfect, like every person do everything perfect me, the perfect timing to do it, it was never going to happen. Right. It was like, okay, you have to learn to let go of certain things. And Brendan was really instrumental in that. And then he was like, you're so on point with your cueing. That is what you're known for. Your focus on form. Like Kira, you should have all the faith in the world that like, if people actually listen to the cues, like they are going to 100% be in the, the right position and have the right form. Like have faith in your skills, your 24 years of training at that point to put this out there. And so I did, I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I am really freaking good at this and all of everything has led to this moment. So really the app developing the app became my answer to brick and mortar. Right. And that, that was like, okay, you know what? I can touch so many more people by going virtually. Uh, at that point I had really, I had a couple FaceTime clients, not too many. I was training Jenny McCarthy FaceTime and Shay Mitchell FaceTime here and there, but it was, it was actually Jenny McCarthy that even introduced me to FaceTime training. To be honest, she suggested it one day. She's like, I'm going to be in Chicago. Can you just FaceTime train me tomorrow? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, we, I've trained with you so long in person. It'll be fine. And that really also gave me like the kind of the faith in myself. Like, oh, okay, I can, it does translate well virtually. Right. So that kind of started the, the development of the app and I have to say like what it was so important to me when developing this app was that I wanted people to be able to push play, put and you know, this from Rebecca, from being, from using the app that if you've done the workout once, I always encourage you to watch it, obviously like do it with me actually watching everything the first time, but you can kind of just put me in your ears and listen to my cues and do an entire workout without watching the screen because I'm so specific with my cueing. And the kind of cueing that I do where it's not just all science, you know, let's like, I know I love the science, but I know that most people that doesn't translate well to them. They're like, I don't, what do you mean engage my glutes? Well, let's say engage your glutes. Like you have a check for a million dollars in between them and you have to hold it there. Right. You're never going to forget that. 
Are you to engage our glutes all day long? <laughs> are you, are you, <laughs> engaging, baby? What are you? Are you engaging them right now? Are we sitting and tweeting? Yes, I am. We should be doing a little glute snack right now. But like things like that are like when you're hinging forward in deadlift, pretend you're shutting the car door, you know, like things that people connect with in a different way than just the science, you know, talking about the science. So that started the app and the creation of the app and then just figuring out how do I bring at that time, all the classes I was teaching in New York City, I had a pretty good idea. I already knew, right? I already had the the background and the experience creating workouts where I'm doing every single rep with you. And, you know, I think it's a little different if you're just a trainer and you've never taught group fitness to then jump to something virtual where you have to do and talk. Not easy. Like it is not easy because you're, there's no, you know, you're shooting an app. There's no music playing. It's just you talking to the camera and you don't want to sound like you've like, you can't speak anymore because your heart rate's so high and you can't breathe. Right. So like you have to have that experience. The number one thing people ask us is, how do I heal from burnout and how do I prevent my burnout from coming back? We've been teaching burnout busting tools to our one-on-one executive clients for years. And now we are bringing these strategies directly to you with our first ever digital course from burnt out to lit up. Over four weeks, we'll guide you step-by-step to get your group back and reclaim your life. And if you're thinking, I have no time for this, we've got you. This no fluff course is intentionally designed to take less than 20 minutes each day and will not only leave you feeling more engaged and enthusiastic, but will also set you up to keep burnout at bay for the long haul. Use code podcast to get $30 off your course fee. To learn more about this course and to sign up, visit fullplatefullcup.com slash course. Again, Go to fullplatefullcup.com slash course and use code podcast for $30 off. You deserve to beat burnout for good and feel like you again. What I love about this story and what I really want people to take away is first that you weren't afraid to slow down, get into whatever your version of mindfulness practice, right? For you, it was running by the water, sitting with yourself. And then you weren't afraid to change your mind. So many people feel like once they've made a decision, right? You've signed an LOI, you've agreed to take a job or a client, right? That you can't change your mind. And the truth is, is like, we should all feel very empowered to change our minds and listen to the trusted advisors around us, right? Your husband who was like, honey, this isn't sitting right. Your client, who works in the digital space and knew that you had this potential. And I think for everyone listening, right, whether you're in fitness or right, you're saying fitness or finance, whatever you work in, right? Yeah. This is your life. So don't, you know, don't take a decision that you've made. It's like, okay, now it's a death sentence. I have to march with this right. to the end of my career. It's okay to realize, mm-hmm. ooh, this isn't sitting right with me. Yeah. It, and like, look at where you are now. Can you imagine like what would have happened had you just said, well, I signed my LOI, got to stick with it, right? Like it would have taken you down a totally different road. Yeah. And what I would add is even the listening to your body, right? That you were waking up in the middle of the night, sweating, sleeping when you usually sweat. I think our bodies often tell us what we need to hear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Easy to just ignore them, right? Like brush that exhaustion under the rug, brush that anxiety under the rug, brush that burnout under the rug. But if you really take the time and have the awareness and the courage Mm -hmm. to pause and listen to what your body is telling you, you will learn 
a whole lot more about the right and the wrong path for you than if you listen to everyone else and all the noise outside of yourself. Absolutely. I mean, it was such a, I can't tell you how many people were like, oh, you're going to, I mean, it was listening to the initially signing that LOI. That was all the other voices, you know, brick and mortar fitness back then was the sexy thing to do. Are you kidding me? Like that was, I mean, everything there was, it was, that was the height of boutique studio fitness in New York city. If you didn't, if you were a trainer like myself and you didn't have brick and mortar, it was almost like, and that's why I got so caught up in it. Cause it was like, oh, you know, different names like Anna Kaiser, Simone de la Rue, like all these people, they're like, they're like, they all have them. Why don't you? And it was like, I got, and I am like a very type A person. I'm very driven, you know? And I was like, you're right. You're right. You're right. This is what it is. And it's not easy. I will say like, it's definitely not easy for me to slow down, but I know like that, as you both just said, like when I need something, I, I think it's important for everybody to realize, like find your everybody should have a place or a space or something that they do that brings them into the zone where they're really allowed to be like, be one with their thoughts and their body. And for me, that's a run and it's directly to the water. Like, it's almost like my body is my navigation. It goes there without me even thinking about it. For someone else, it might be just like sitting under a tree in a park. For someone else, it could be a walk. It could, it might not involve, for me, it always involves movement because that's when I find clarity and inspiration, but they're, you know, everybody's different. And it's, again, don't let somebody tell, I'm not telling you that like, go for a run to figure out your thoughts. Like that might happen. Oh, that might be like, like that's no. the worst idea ever. You're like, run. You're like, I'm going to, all I'm going to think about is like the struggle or the, this or that. It's like, no, but you, but know your, know your body and have like self-awareness is so important in everything. It's like knowing what your next steps may be, but, but also in terms of fitness, like it's why I'm always saying in workouts on the app, like, listen to your body. Like as much as I can give you a program or a Stoke stack for the day or whatever it is, if, if that's not working for you, like I'll say on the app, like you don't have like break it up throughout the day. Like there's no, there's no rules. It's like just doing what's right for you and not getting caught up in the trends or what's popular or what someone's telling you to do. And I know it's hard to, to say no sometimes, but as you said, like your life, your body, and you sometimes have to like step back and go, what, you know, really feels good to me or no. Well, speaking of, speaking of the app, you, I know that everything that you do is backed by science. Your method is backed by science. I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're queuing based on science, even though you tell us to spend some money. Between your <laughs> but you know, you are someone who is obsessed with the science behind what you do. And I know that you have countless certifications behind your method. Why is it important to you as someone who's been in this for 28 years, who has numerous accolades under your belt to continue learning whatever that looks like to stay at the top of your field? I think uh, no matter what your field is, like there's no fitness, our human, the human body, we're constantly evolving. Like there's, you know, it's funny how you'll one year you'll hear that you should be doing cardio before strength training. The next year it switches. You should be doing strength training before cardio. It's like every, every almost week it changes, right? Well, what's There's your the current guidelines stance on that one? My, my current <laughs> stance is do whatever you're going to hear. What I say is do whatever you like least first, because you're not going to do it. If you leave it to the end, like in terms of like the science of it. Okay. Like whatever requires more energy from you, 
the current stance is do strength training before cardio. I personally, personally always do cardio before strength training because I get so, I love cardio. Like I'm not someone who's like, oh God, I gotta have a treadmill, but I freaking love it. So it gets me pumped up to do the strength training. Like gets me sweating and revved up and in a really good place, like mentally and physically, my body feels warm. I'm fired up. I don't get tired. Like I'm very unique. I should have been like an ultra marathon or something because I just don't get tired. Like I'm an anomaly. I'm, this is why I do this for a living. Everybody's going to think, oh, she's so crazy. I'm a trainer for a reason, right? Like I love it. So for me, that feels best for the majority of people. If you don't like cardio, I will say this, like what's more beneficial because we're building muscle, which essentially gives, you know, more muscle on your body, more you burn at a resting state thinking in terms of bone density, thinking in terms of anti-aging, all these things like strength training, if you had to choose is the more important of the two, but let's not discount that your heart is a muscle. So the current trend of saying, and I've, I've had some, some bickering with people about this, but the current trend of like, and I did it actually did a whole, I spoke on this in a panel recently and I put it on my Instagram and, it, and people were really loved it that like, you can't tell people not to do cardio. You can't tell them not to do can like work on conditioning because your heart needs to be challenged, right? Heart health is really freaking important. You can't see it, but it's as important as your physique and the amount of muscle you have in your body. So unfortunately we need a little bit of everything, but if you had 20 minutes, what would I tell you to do mentally? If you need to organize your thoughts, cardio, because that's going to help you with like getting like a quick energy boost. But if you want to make the most out of it for your body in terms of like the best bang for your butt, strength training, which is why I created the whole like fine tuning or you can stack the different parts of the workout because you can go to the app and just do like a 15 minute biceps burnout, right? So anyway, I don't even know how we got on that. So I was answering a different question when we moved to this because Rebecca so badly wanted to know my take on it. Where were we? Being a lifelong learner. Oh, lifelong learner. Okay. Yeah. And I was saying how everything, like there's constantly new information, new research coming out. Like you can't just be happy with what you learned 20 years ago, right? Because that just might not even be applicable or relevant anymore based on, based on new research. So, and I also think like everything again, anti-aging, like you have to constantly learn and challenge your brain in order to continue to grow and an industry that is so ever-changing and all industries are, right? To continue to stay at the top of your game, like you can never assume that you know everything, right? And there's so many different opinions and takes and tiny little things you can take from every certification. You may not, I may not agree 100% with everything that goes on in a certificate, you know, we, but you're learning and you're taking something away from it all the time. So I just think it's so important to stay relevant in all aspects that you you continue to educate yourself, like no matter, like there's never, there's never an age where you should stop doing that. Yeah. So, you know, in our business, we work with executives. We work with people who are busy, hardworking, stressed out, regardless of what stage there are, they are in their mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear whether it's personal anecdotes or some of the science of how fitness and nutrition really support your performance outside of the gym, your workouts, right? How does it help you show up to your job, to your career and and perform better? Yeah, I think, I mean, one thing I always preach is just that 
movement in general is such an energy boosting, um, has such energy boosting properties, both for your brain and your body, right? It allows you to, I think, just stay more focused in, in what you're doing when you've challenged your body, moved your body, had that time to yourself, like, which I think is so important, like, especially when we're talking about executives that, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and I'm always like, look, you don't have time to work out. You find time. Like you make, we make time for what's important in life and your health is important. Right. And it's very important to get over the, there's a stigma of like, Oh, if I don't have an hour to work out, it's not worth it. Like I don't have, I'm just going to throw it to the side because I need an hour. Every second minute and rep counts. So even if it's 10 minutes of movement, if it's 10 minutes of mobility, and then later on you throw in another 10 minutes, it's like the, how it, your health, it's your health, right? So when your health, when you have, you're in good health, your performance and your job improves and you can stay consistent. Something that another way that I'm looking, you know, one thing we're doing to try to grow the app or the kind of the next step of the app is choosing three corporate partners mm. to take on as like, I want to be their health and wellness on-site professionals. So not only do they get the app and the products, but they get me coming to their offices, doing workouts live, access to KS Fit Fuel, because now we have that 360 degree system of the app, KS Fit Fuel and the products, but like really helping these corporations who have these health and wellness programs, which most corporations do these days, right? But offering your employees Something like the app where so many people are working from home, they're doing hybrid work now, right? They're doing three days a week at home, two days in the office. But those days that they're home, you're on Zoom calls all day. It is not healthy. We're sitting like this, right? People are seeing what's happening. You're tightening your hip flexors. You feel people slouching forward. Like the energy just drops. So if you can offer, like sit up tall, if you can offer your employees the app where it, and it's a, you know, a specific program for them, for corporate partners, where it's like, these are the three things you should do throughout the course of the day in the middle of when you're on your Zoom call, right? So that, so when you get off the Zoom call, you know, they say you should have 20 minutes. If you're 20 minutes on a Zoom call, you should then spend two minutes looking away from your screen completely, right? If you've had an hour on a Zoom call, it's two hours on Zoom calls, it's 20 minutes looking away from a screen completely. Yeah. So there's things to do that you can help your employees do that make them just better at their job. And it's also like, it shows you care, right? As a corporation, like you want people to know that you want them to be their best selves all the time, mentally and physically. And just the mood boosting properties of working out too, you can't get that anywhere else, right? You can't, you can't buy that. So just really instilling employees and and an executive that like, I, I promise me, it's always hard to start, like getting started. I always say getting started takes energy, but once you are going, you make energy, just have to push play, or you just have to get outside and start that walk or that run. Well, one of the things that you say that we both love is to be an energy maker, not an energy taker, love the rhyme and also love the message. So if someone out there only has five minutes between their zoom calls, how can (laughs) they create more energy for themselves? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, again, there's so many little snacks on the app, right? There's, there's five minute, you grab a band. Like I have, a, I have a band sitting right here. I said, I mean, of course I do. But like simple little thing, anything to, first of all, get up, 
like, don't continue sitting. Like, I think sometimes people have a Zoom call, they finish and they sit and they go like this, right? And they're like, okay, another call in five minutes. I'm just, get up, walk around, get outside, get some natural light, get in the sunlight, but like some, like you can put the band around your wrist and you're just working on your postural muscles, like tiny little things to engage, engage the muscles in a way that make you feel, or not depleting you of energy, but gaining energy. So working your postural muscles, as I said, getting outside into natural light is so important. It is like an, it's an energy source right there, right? So get outside, little like a couple little jumping jacks, some squats, anything to just get your body moving. But also inversions create energy. So when you bring more blood to your brain, it's an immediate energy booster. So headstands, headstands, which most people might be saying they're going, I can't do either one. Well, then you do a downward dog. Almost everyone can do a downward dog. Just anything to get blood to your brain will increase your energy. And especially if you only have five minutes, you're like, well, I can't like do anything crazy, but just like a down dog, you know, you come forward, you do some bridges to get your glutes engaged because you've been sitting for a while. Yeah. There's countless ways. You just have to remember, as I said, like the second that Zoom call is done, get up. Like don't yes. sit longer and get on your phone and start going like this immediately. It's like, no, 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 you you have like 15 seconds to get yourself standing up after the call is over. I love that so advice so much because it's realistic, right? Like yeah. if you're doing a down dog, you like have to really try hard to look at a screen. So it's such a perfect little snack, right? You get right. up from your screen, you go to the down dog, you get your, even if it's two minutes of not looking at your screen, looking down blood. Yeah. Head. Oh, well, yeah. energy. You are someone who has maintained your longevity, your energy in an industry that is like so fueled by trends. And we know that that's <laughs> not true of the fitness industry. It's true of so many industries. So mm-hmm. what's your secret? How have you stayed true to who you are? How have you continued mm-hmm. to grow and evolve without sort of, you know, chasing after what's new and, and really stay? Yeah. I think what's, what's important to remember, I always say like, you have to be aware of the trends. Like you can't turn a blind eye to the trends that are going on, but do what's right, not what's popular, right? What's so you can you can always like I said, even with like continuing to educate yourself, you can pull some aspect from a trend that you're like, whether it's a word or a specific, like say it's like okay, let's talk about in fitness right now, like a trend. Everybody's doing that incline, twelve percent incline walk at three point oh for thirty minutes. I'm sitting here going like. We've been walking on an incline forever. Like this is not, this trend is not a trend. Like it's, that has, to me, it's not a trend. They're seeing it as a trend, but it's like the staying power is the fact that like, yeah, walking on an incline is great for you. Walking on an incline is great for your legs. It's great for your butt. But like, I don't call that a trend, right? So kind of figuring out, noticing like, well, is it really a trend or is it just like being kind of repackaged as a trend? But continuing to, I always say like evolve with the times, but don't change. Mm. So there's a difference there, right? Don't change who you are or your values or your method or your specific way of training or the, the foundation of your training, but evolve. Don't close the door and say, this is it. This is the end for me. Like that's where you take those little bits of education and knowledge that you gain over the years and you find a way to implement them into your method or into your specific like value set to increase the value of your method or who you are. So I've never like 
the way I move and the way we flow in the stoked method and the continuous flow of movement and how I program, right? Where it's strength and then a little bit of like endurance strength and then cardio core and then mobility, that will never change. But you always find new moves coming in, right? You always find that there's a new movement pattern that I create. So I've never been one to like, if it's trendy, I don't 100% not who I am, but I'm aware of what's going on over there. I just go... And it's, it's like when you say the quote, like Nike's quote, just do it, right? And I'm like, no, 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 just do it well. Mm. It's not just do it. It's just do it well. It's don't just move, just move properly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a way it's like, I, I always bring it back to like, it's got a doing things correctly, proper form focus. Um, that will always be me. So the trend of like, just get out there and move, do whatever you want. It's like, but move well, but yes. do it right. We love that <laughs> disclaimer. Well, between between your app, your new nutrition program, KS Fit Fuel, your products, potentially getting in with three big corporate clients, mm-hmm. you have created. We're, we're like manifesting that for you, by the way. You have thank you. Going on, you've created this beautiful, high energy detail-oriented ecosystem for fitness and wellness that really meets people where they are. So mm-hmm. we have to ask, what is next? Well, the corporate partnerships. <laughs> that, yeah, we've already got that in the bag. That, that's, yeah, that's it. But you know, what I really love, and I think what's always amazing to me is what I find the most fun about having created the app is like someone DM me the other day and she was like, oh, I was at Turks and Caicos and I walked in the gym and two women we're sitting there doing your app, which oh, is like, cool. I would give anything to like walk into a hotel and find someone doing my app. It hasn't happened yet. Cause like, you know, I, you just don't really, sometimes you don't see people in a gym doing an app, but I was like, that's like, I would, you know, that's my dream. But what I really love, what's so special about the KS Fit Up is the community too. Like that private Facebook group we have, which is 10,000 members. It's like, they're so connected and so supportive of one another. It blows me away. So finding a way to do more events, to do events that really connect us one-on-one because virtual is great. And some of these women, like, I feel like I've known, like they become such good friends over the past four years. And it's like, I want to meet them in person. Like I want to, the events I have done as of late, which it's, that is really my thing. That is where I shine. That is what I love to do are these massive in-person events and meeting people and it just fills my soul to meet them and, and hear their story and how the app versus just, I love the DMs, but man, to see, to actually see the emotion in people's face. Like there's nothing like we all say, like we learned this over COVID, right? How important human connection is. And we're so grateful for the virtual world and having it. And the fact that it exists, like it does connect us on so many levels, but there's nothing like touching and feeling in person. Yeah. So that's really what I want to focus on is doing more in that respect. And then also hopefully launching. And again, this is yes, virtual, but it's, it again, will connect us greater than, than just what you, you know, pushing play on the app where I feel like it's very one-sided. Like Rebecca, I don't know, like, like when you're like doing the app, I'm like, oh, she, knows, she knows me so well, but like, it's a one-sided relationship in some ways, you know, like, I know you, but you don't know me. Exactly. People are like, I spend every morning with you, Kira. And I'm like, it's kind of not fair. Like, I don't get to spend my morning with you. So I think that 
doing live classes first, like through like a live, whether it be a live Zoom or on the app, like finding a way to connect on a deeper level, even like, you know, just again, like able to do it around the world, but still, um, if it can't be an event, then adding that to the roster is important to me. We love the product. And more products. We also, yeah, there's another product coming out this summer that, that no one knows about yet that story. There's always a story. I hope everybody like gets this by now that there's always a reason behind obviously every movement in the method, like the reason and the purpose, you don't just haphazardly do a burpee, but you flow into it, which stems from my gymnastics background that when you do a floor routine, you don't just stop and start, you connect your movement, right? Even when you look at the stoked crew neck sweatshirt, right? It says established underneath with a line. And that's because you established when you became a stoked athlete. So your date as to the established, like, you know, how sometimes in a college sweatshirt, it'll say like 1887 or whatever it is, right? That number, that number's left blank for you to this, for you to kind of fill in in your head when you became a stoked athlete. Yeah. But this particular product, literally it's like, it brings it back to the beginning of my career. And it's something that, um, was really popular back in that day. I'm bringing it back Stoke style. So I'm going to stoke-defy a piece of equipment that has been around forever. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, maybe when we stop recording, <laughs> you can tell. When we stop recording, 100 percent, you're gonna. I'm like, yeah, I can run in the room and get the sample. <laughs> all right. Well, we could talk to you all day, but yeah. we are running out of time for this recording. So we are going to close with three rapid fire questions that we ask every single one of our guests. Wait, um, are you going to ask me to name as many Kiraisms as I can in ten seconds? <laughs> no, but but that's a good one for Rebecca. <laughs> so here's our here is our first rapid fire question. What oh is the best tip for working smart? Staying true to you. Mm. Staying true to like uh, again, not looking at how other people's work best or the environment they work best in, but finding what works for you and like having faith that that is going to help you be and work to become your best self. What is your best tip for working happy? I feel like the answer to these are all the same. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, working happy. I mean, work in a field that like allows you to give back to people where you feel like you're making an impact beyond just, and I know this, I'm so fortunate to obviously work where my passion is my purpose and my purpose is my passion. But I think you have to really, even if it's not, if it's not in your job that allows you to give back, Find a hobby that allows you to give back in a way that you feel you're making an impact on society that maybe goes beyond just like adding to your bank account. If that's what, if that's what, because that's what work is, right? Like we get, we all need to make a living, but you have to find an aspect of that that fills your soul, not just your wallet. Yeah. And where can our listeners find you? Everywhere. All over the world. The Cure Stokes Fit app is available anywhere in the world. So you can download the Cure Stokes Fit app. You can go to my Instagram at Cure Stokes Fit. And my, you know, I just want to harp on the fact that it's educational on that platform for me. It's not like just pictures of myself here and there. It's like I'm providing you with, with education every day. And that is the goal of that platform for me. Where else can they find me? CareStokes.com. That's my website. But uh, and running around everywhere, just future events. energy, future events. Yes, it's real make life. it happen. 
Yeah. Well, Kira, thank you so much for your time today. It was a joy to talk to you. We just feel your vivacious energy from a girl from We're like, we are fully stoked right now. Our butts are tight. Yes. I'm and like, stand up. We need to do some like, some get, get out of this chair. <laughs> I know we had you sitting for a full hour, but we really appreciate your time. And um, you. everyone check out Kara, download her app and yes. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Full Plate, Full Cup. If you found this episode helpful, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. To learn more about the Full Plate, Full Cup methodology or to work with us in a more personal way, find us on Instagram at Full Plate, Full Cup. That's at F-U-L-L-P-L-A-T-E. F-U-L-L-C-U-P or online at www.fullplatefullcup.com www.fullplatefullcup.com